Proverbs 22.8. And this may sound somewhat familiar to one person here. We're going to repeat something we did with the uh, young folks class or the young couples class. We were thinking of, we spoke to the young couples, what we could give them from, say, some of our life lessons. And this is not a comprehensive list, but this is a, a very small list. And we want this to be uh, conversational. We'll get input from you. I'm not going to stand up here and just talk, but we'll get some input. So this was some of the lessons we learned, and I called this RICE, R-I-C-E. Is this familiar? Okay. Two of you, it's familiar. Okay. So R, remember what R stands for? That's cl- Remembrance, that's it. You remembered what R stands for. <laughs> Remembrance. Proverbs 22.8 says, Remove not the ancient landmark which our fathers have set. The ancient landmark. Those, those, what's a landmark do? It's, it gives, provides structure, provides boundaries. We think of those as <clears throat> special events, birthdays, <clears throat> birthdays are landmarks, graduations. We retell stories, right? You do that in your families. That all of you have those, those main stories of children and how they were born and what happened and, and those experiences that they had to do things which you didn't want to do. So I know in our family, we did newsletters for, for quite a while on vacations. We'd have the children write something whenever we did a vacation. So we'd have those we put out every, every year. We would have a guest book at our home for hospitality. That was a, a big subject some years ago. So anyone that would come, we'd have them sign the guest book. That was something that, that we did as a remembrance. So make it memorable. Make it memorable. Don't let a good crisis go to waste. We've heard that before, right? We've heard that, not necessarily in a positive sense, but a crisis. Let children participate in your decision-making. Years and years and years ago, he's not here, but Stephen, our middle son, uh, his eyes started swelling shut, right, Miriam? His eyes started swelling and swelling and What's going on with this child? How old was he? One? Wasn't quite one. So Miriam took him to the doctor and, and she did a spinal tap right there in the office. Yeah, so it's kind of scary to have go through that. And he had to go to the hospital and it was influent, it was HIV, HIB, human influenza, bacteria, some kind of a bacteria, something they got in his eye. So they had to get antibiotics into him before it got any worse. 
So it was one of those crises of, you know, that parents all have to go through. And uh, thank the Lord, and uh, he was fine. He was in the hospital, what, two, three days, four days? So, but the other children remember that. I mean, the old, at least the older ones, obviously. Some were not even born at that point. But the older ones remembered that. So things like that. And we, so it's kind of those stories we retell and say, you know, here's, a, here's Jonathan. And most, I think, I was surprised that some of the young folks had not heard the Jonathan story. I figure all of you have heard that story. When Jonathan was born, and we've told this over and over, that we said, well, who was there when he was born? No one. I mean, we said, well, I wasn't qualified. The midwife didn't make it in time. So we said, well, God delivered this child. That was our God child because no one was there. I was there to catch him. That was about it. Did a little sectioning and a few things, but that was uh, <laughs> He came sunny side up, so it was really easy to section out the nose, whatever. <laughs> and the midwife finally came. Yeah, of course, the good part was, since she wasn't there for the birth, she didn't charge us. <laughs> really? Really? <Yeah>. Really? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't about saving them. <laughs> but Miriam was saying, the baby's coming and nobody's here. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God's here. <laughs> God is here. He'll never leave us nor forsake us, as, as was mentioned. So stories like that gives a remembrance of God's mercy and his grace upon our families and how he leads us. And to retell some of those stories is always a good, a good thing. And even Psalms 103, and the Lord said, he made his ways known unto Moses, acts and children of Israel. So there's acts and known. So we want to be sure we get the acts, but also we want to know, know his ways. Psalms 102.12 says, But that, O Lord, shall endure forever in thy remembrance to all generations. And of course, on, we, we do remembrance once a month with communion. That's a remembrance. And Joshua, Joshua certainly had Joshua 4, 7, Then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones out of the midst of Jordan. As the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the Ark of the Covenant stood and they are there unto this day. So remembrance, stories, vacations, those crises. So what, what remembrance do you have in your family? What comes to mind that, that you have repeated to your children 
something where the Lord has given you a remembrance. Anyone have a comment? I said I'm not going to speak the whole time here. Dick, you must have something. Dick, Dan, Matt. So may have a. John has a story. The remembrance. You have a lot of remembrances. You have every every, every child is a remembrance. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I appreciate what you're saying about remembering stones and boundaries because we, on our birthdays, we like to celebrate and tell the kids, you know, what the Lord, how the Lord led us down this road of adoption and how financially he provided just in amazing ways. I mean, I, you know, most of y'all probably heard the stories before. I've taught Sunday school on it, but just, it's good. It's good to remember, because, you know, like you're saying, like in the mundane day-to-day of life, you can forget, and, t- and just that's how we are. We're, we're human, and we forget the goodness of God, and it's good to say, hey, you know what? This is what God did, and think back, and it's like, think about how, what I was thinking at the time and how I was unsure, or maybe we as a family were unsure of what God's direction was and then how he showed himself strong. So, yeah, I mean, so it's good. Like every birthday, we kind of share the story, probably like y'all do, like Jonathan stuff. Um, When the twins were born, of course, they were in the NICU for 69 days, and when they got out, uh, well, part of the process was deciding their names, and with Jonathan, we went with Jonathan Jordan, um, and Jason, we gave a different middle name, Jason Joseph, right? And you know, you know how you come up with names, I have to fit certain criterias, but we didn't know the significance of his name until later. Um, after shortly after they got out, the, the 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 hospital wanted them to get some shots, Cynogen shots, so that they wouldn't get RSV because they were very susceptible to that because of their premature birth. Um, and we weren't really comfortable with it, but we did it anyway. Uh, and Jonathan had a, well, they both had a reaction to it, but Jonathan's was worse. We took him to the doctor the next day or a couple days after the shot because all of his veins were sticking out of his head. And she sent us to the emergency room, and they said he had um, hydrocephalus, which he didn't have in the NICU because he had MRIs in the NICU. Um, anyway, we took him to a doctor, um, and it's a long story, but it was very difficult to find a pediatric neurosurgeon or a very uncommon doctor. And our insurance let us go outside the network to go to Herman Hospital to find one. And the doctor talked to us and said, there's only one, there's only one procedure to treat hydrocephalus and that's called a shunt. And that's where, because hydrocephalus is water in your head, basically. And without the shunt, he said, sometimes their head will swell the size of a pumpkin and they can't, literally can't even lift their head up. Um, But with this shunt, it drains the fluid into their stomach, but it's a permanent procedure. Once you get one, there's no getting out of it. Um, But the doctor said, right now, he's not showing signs. And he said, the proper procedure is to not, is to shunt him. But I'm going to, if you want, 
we'll wait and see if he shows any any signs before we do anything because he you know he had it it's on the MRI anyway went home and we just prayed and prayed and prayed over Jonathan because he was just a little guy um, but sometime during the prayer the Lord just spoke to me and, and said what well, what is his what is his name what is his name his name is Jonathan what's his middle name his name is Jordan and the Jordan River, of course, is a river that flows. You know, rivers only flow one way down. Um, and so that gave us great peace. Um, and um, to this day, he's not been shunted and he's never had any other symptoms of it. So that, that to us, that's been a, a very scary time in our lives, but it was a time uh, that, that we cried out to the Lord and we clearly felt like he answered our prayer and and basically every day we're continuing to see a continued answer to that prayer. So that's our remembrance, or one of them. Any others? Go to the back row. <laughs> well, I was thinking of... Um, the reasons we named our children what we did, and Dan kind of touched on that. Um, and then um, different times that God has provided money and those stories, we've tried to repeat those. But uh, another story that in our family is how Dwight chose to go to work for Exxon and how it was an answer prayer from um, from God, and it was actually two cherries in the top of a, a fruit cut three cherries in the top of a fruit cocktail um, can. <laughs> that and difference from Rockwell, I think. Anyway, so we... down to two. Yeah. And I just randomly said, if I open this can of, of fruit cocktail, if there's three cherries floating on top, I'm going to work for Exxon. I mean, we had prayed and prayed and prayed. But we had prayed and prayed and prayed for an answer and just wasn't hearing exactly what God right. wanted us to do. And, and it I came. did that, and then I said, I'm going to go out for a bicycle ride. And I went out for a bicycle ride, and a, van, a truck passed me by that had an Exxon <laughs> Pipeline sticker on it. And at the time, I hadn't even interviewed with Pipeline, but that's who I ended up actually working for. So it's like, wow. So sometimes God has to give you very obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't suggest you make your decisions that way. Wait for the truck to go by. You wait for the truck to go by. So that's what I should work for, you know. Anyway, and repeating these things to your children, cement, you know, later in life when they're trying to seek out the Lord for different things, you know, they can remember those stories and it gives them faith. Oh, yeah. There was just another incident when we sold our house down in Corpus. I had prayed when we moved down there. That was, it was the bust that was going on here. That was the early 80s. And uh, God protected us, but I... Uh, when we moved down there, I said, God, what should I do if the market's volatile? You know, I prayed about it, and I really had a piece about buying the house, this house. And uh, so we did that. And then five years later, I'm moving. Well, Corpus was out of sync with Houston. Houston was going through a bust of Corpus. You know, this is, I was, I was uh, buying high and selling low kind of thing, right? I was out of sync. And as a matter of fact, when we moved back to Houston, there's a billboard that said, Houston is back. I'm thinking, I want it to be back. <laughs> I want to be buying. But... Uh, we put our house on the market, and I just asked God, I said, you know, I, said, I felt that you led me to do this. I said, if you want me to take a loss, that's fine. 
You'll take and, care of us. And, and it would be, it, it was more like, and help me to see if, if that loss is because I didn't hear you the first time. In other words, I, I do want to learn through this. And uh, we literally put, we didn't even get the sign in the yard and we, we sold it for what we paid for it. And, and that's when I asked God, I said, God, all I'm asking is if you could just keep me whole that we don't you know, lose. And my neighbor, next door neighbor, had had his house on the market for six months. And he literally he came to me and goes, what did you do? And I said, I, I said, I only have one solution. I said, I literally, I said, I prayed. And I said, I asked God because I felt led to buy the house in his direction. And when it was time to move, I did that. So that was, uh, it was just amazing that in that market, it was just kind of unheard of. And especially not even get the sign in the yard. We had a contract on it in a week. It's like, it was crazy, really crazy. Anything else? Anybody? Good stories, good faith building exercises for children. You know, some of you have probably heard there's supply chain issues these days. You know, but the grocery stores are, are not as stocked as they have been. Apparently, China has closed down their major ports. So there'll be something going on probably in the next several months, all the shipping containers that should be coming that are not coming. So be aware of those things. Okay, I... What do you remember what I was? Well, I was E. You got E right. <laughs> now, who, who, who educated you anyhow? Who? <laughs> Other way. Okay, I was insurance. Insurance. It was a simple one. And for insurance, Exodus 20:12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. So we kind of made the point, at least for the younger folks, that what's our best insurance? Some of our best insurance, at least for our parents. Is it State Farm? <laughs> for laughing. <laughs> or farmers, or like some of our best insurance is our children, our children. If the Lord allows us to have children, they can be some of our best insurance. You remember Otto Koenig and his insurance story? Anybody remember that? You remember, who knows Otto Koenig? You know, all know him, right? Missionary to... Papua New Guinea, headhunters. So he goes into this insurance agency, and um, it's, it, the sign said, we insure anybody. He goes in there asking, what do you do? Well, I'm a missionary to the headhunters in New Guinea. Oh, no, we won't insure you. They said, well, you better take your sign down then. Take your sign down. So we're trying to make the point that how we treat our parents will set a pattern of how our children will treat us. That makes sense? Honor thy father and thy mother. 
the way that your children treat you when you're old, how you treat your parents, grandparents, and such. So how many folks, there's many folks that say, well, we just can't wait till our children are gone. Let's get them out of the house. Get them out of the house. And that's not, that's not the attitude that one wants to have. And some of those, and we've seen this in the past, some of those end up raising their grandchildren. I don't know if everyone has seen that, but that, that happens. Lyndon Johnson, one of his great fears was to die alone. He did. He died alone. So we need to be careful how we treat our parents, grandparents, because our children are watching. Our children are watching. Okay, C. We're about out of time. C was for? Character. You got it. Character. Character. Hebrews 13.5. Let your conversation or character be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Now, Hebrews 13.5 in the New American Standard, it says, make sure that your character is free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave thee, never desert you or forsake thee. So children notice more what their parents do than what they say. The old saying what you do. So character, character of the parents, and then that leads to character of the children. And character, what, what's the old phrase? Character is more caught than taught. We've heard that for a long, long time. And someone said that children are smarter than what we give them credit for. They catch a lot of things that we think they might miss. And they watch you. They watch what you do, and they tend to repeat it, even smaller children. We've all seen that. A note said one mother who didn't want to take a phone call from someone told her son to tell them she wasn't home. How often is this done, and what, what does that speak about, about the parents? The child could justify lying because his mother had lied, right? And now he sees lying as a way of getting out of something he doesn't want to do because that's what the mother said. He saw what his mother did, started doing the same thing, even though his parents taught him to be honest. But he caught what the mother had done, not what she said. So there's a lot about character. We don't need to go through all that, but we've, we've learned that. We've taught that. And then E was education, as we said. And education, we need to be careful that we don't do what the country has done so many years ago. Um, who knows the Dewey Decimal System? We all know that. You know the story of that. Was Dewey a good guy? Nope. Nope. The Dewey Decimal System was created to, in essence, remove the Bible from other subjects. So it essentially segregated I mean, here's science, and here's math, here's everything else. 
And here's the Bible stuck on the side somewhere, religion. So the New Decimal System tended to get rid of the Bible from, from the old readers, the McGuffey readers and such, which had biblical stories and biblical character in all that we were teaching. I know as, as we homeschooled and as you homeschooled that try to include God in all, the, all of our ways, right? And we had the, uh, I don't have a whiteboard up here, but we'd always tell the story that our oldest, Samuel, who's now an accountant, so obviously he likes numbers, but Miriam was teaching him, uh, uh, you want to tell the story? You want to tell the story? <coughs> How to subtract. Of course, we, uh, we've done things like, like uh, the Hewlands, uh, we try to teach our children, you know, it's not good to borrow and, you know, pay for what you have and let the Lord give you, uh, supply your needs from his riches and glory. So you're subtracting something like, say, uh, 11 or say 22 minus 9 or something. So you have a 2, 2 and a 9. Well, how do you take the 9 from the 2? So the way that, what's that you have to, well, then Miriam said, well, you borrow from the two, you take that one, you make it a 12, and then you have 12 minus nine, you have three. Well, and Samuel said, it's not good to borrow. <laughs> we shouldn't be borrowing. <laughs> so we, he learned something. We always remember that, yeah, so be careful what we say. <laughs> that was funny, but now he's an accountant, so he deals with numbers all the time. So anyway, so on that, on that note, uh, Dan, I'll let you close us with prayer, and, and we'll move on to Brother Aaron. Uh, dearly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this uh, for this day, Lord. We thank you for Terry and the the time he uh, spent uh, preparing to share with us and the and the different things that we've heard today. Just learning a little bit more about each other and how you've uh, been involved in each of our lives in different ways, Lord. It's just very um, for me. It's very comforting, um, and I just thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray for the service this uh, afternoon or this morning that you will um, be with Aaron as he uh, as he prepares to preach. Just uh, pray for those who aren't able to be here. Uh, and we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.